At a Beatles press conference, Ringo Starr was once asked, Ringo, what does it feel like to be the best drummer in the world? To which I think it was John Lennon replied quick as a flash, best drummer in the world? He's not even the best drummer in the Beatles. Reminded me of uh, a video uh, that had been shot for one of Paul McCartney's new songs long after he'd left the Beatles. McCartney was playing everything. He was doing the, the vocals and the back backing vocals. He was playing uh, two guitars. He was playing the bass. He was playing the drums. And we had a shot of, of McCartney in different panes of, of the television screen playing different, uh, playing different instruments all mixed together. On one level it's extraordinary, on another level it's actually a denial of what music is really about. Music isn't just, uh, isn't just the glory of a soloist. Music, when it's at its best, is, is everyone coming together in harmony, bringing their part to the whole, and there being something that is greater than the sum of its parts. It's a little bit like that when we play sports and when we're in a team and actually something works really well and, and the best of, of the left wing goes together with the best of the centre forward and there's an extraordinary goal that's scored. It is actually about team, it is about coming together in harmony, about finding unity in the diversity of parts. Why does this matter? Well, so often when we read the New Testament, we read it uh, in the first person singular. We read, and when we read it in the second person singular, we, when we hear you, we think of, of me. We don't think of a you that has many parts to it. But in this passage, in, in 1 Peter 2, 4-10, it's emphatically about us. It is all addressed to us together. It is a we are passage. And there are three parts to the we are that I want to get across to you. The first we are is we are living stones. Peter tells us that the living stone is Jesus himself. He is the cornerstone, uh, the, the, the basis on which the whole uh, building finds its alignment, its true lines. It determines what can be built upon it. He is the living stone, the rock on whom we build, the cornerstone. Uh, but it is from whom we receive life. So we too are living stones. We too are living stones. We receive our life from Jesus. And as we are built together, as we come together as a body, uh, we are being built together to form a spiritual house, a house of the Holy Spirit, if you like, in, in which uh, spiritual sacrifices that are acceptable to God can be made. What are those? They're fellowship offerings, they're thank offerings, it's the discipleship, it's the way we live our lives together, it's our corporate discipleship, it is our culture as a people. These are the spiritual sacrifices that are acceptable to be God that can be made in this house of the Spirit, the spiritual house that's formed uh, by us coming together as living stones and finding our line from uh, the cornerstone but also receiving our life from the cornerstone that's Jesus himself himself. So we are living stones. It's not like a dry stone wall where things are just placed together pretty well but, but without any mortar. They don't fit together, they fit well enough. You can't build a building like that that fits together just well enough. Actually you need to dress the stone. Uh, it needs to be shaped so that it can fit tightly together so that it can be fixed with mortar. 
That's one of the things about the church that's both wonderful and sometimes slightly challenging. Because as we come together, as we're fitted together so that we really fit together, sometimes we've got rough edges that need to be smoothed off. Maybe really broken bits that need to be chiselled away. We're dressed stones. We're not just rough stones. We are, as we come together, being shaped to fit together for that extraordinary purpose that in this house of the Spirit formed as we come together we will know the life of God, we will know the life and the presence of Jesus in our midst, we will know the presence and power of the Holy Spirit in our midst because as we come together to offer sacrifices that's acceptable to God and we know God's blessing and God's presence. This is a we are thing not a me alone thing. We are living stones coming together to form a house of the Spirit through whom and in which uh, wonderful sacrifices can be offered to God and we can know God's presence and God's favour. We can't do that alone. We can't play all of the parts in those different panes on the screen that Paul McCartney was playing. We can only play our part and trust that in the symphony of all of us together will be greater than the sum of our parts and we will know the life and the love and the presence of God. That's a we are thing, not a me alone thing. If the first we are is we are living stones, the second we are is we are God's people. Peter tells us, once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. He stresses that this isn't a matter of heritage, it's not a matter of birth, it's not about who you are when you were born or where you were born. It's a matter simply of receiving mercy. It's a matter simply of being chosen by God and choosing God in our turn. It's a matter of that journey from darkness to light that we are to declare in our praises. We are God's people. This is extraordinary privilege. It's not because we're better than others. It's not because uh, we know more than others. It's not because we have a privileged upbringing. Uh, I love the definition of evangelism once offered. It is simply one beggar telling another where to find bread. We've not received mercy because we were good. We received it because actually we all fall short of God's glory. We all need grace. We all need a sacrifice of atonement to be made on our behalf and at one moment. And that was made by Jesus. And it is through him, the living stone, chosen and precious to God, that we too become chosen and precious through his sacrifice. And that brings us into the family of God. We are God's people. So the first we are is we are living stones. The second we are is we are God's people. The third we are, we are a royal priesthood. On the first journey out of Egypt called the Exodus, in Exodus 19, just before the commandments were given and the covenant was solemnized, God said to Moses, uh, I have carried you out of Egypt as on eagles' wings in Exodus 19, 5 and 6. And he said, you will be my possession 
Out of all the nations of the earth, you will be a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. A kingdom of priests. It's that language, it's that reality to which Peter is pointing here. He's saying to all of the people scattered throughout the area, he is saying uh, to you sojourners and aliens scattered across, the, across this region, we are a royal priesthood together. We stand in this lineage. What did the priesthood do? The priesthood represented the people to God in prayer and sacrifice, and they represented God to the people uh, in teaching and in mission and service. That's our role. We could translate, we are a kingdom priesthood. We are in the business of the kingdom of God. We are in the business of bringing the needs of the world and the people around us to God in prayer and worship, bringing them into his presence and celebrating uh, what God is doing in their midst. And we are also in the business of taking the kingdom of God wherever we go, into all the contexts in which we find ourselves, taking the kingdom of God in prayer, in following the prompting of God, in teaching and sharing our faith, and in mission, service and evangelism. That's what it means to be a kingdom priesthood. You might ask the question, how does this relate uh, to the long history of the people of Israel? And certainly, Paul says in Romans 10, the gifts and the call of God are irrevocable. So still there is a sense in which this calling rests with God's people. And yet we trace our lineage through Jesus. And he was uh, the root from the stem, uh, the stem from the root of Jesse. After that, had, in some senses through the exile being hacked down, yet still there was new life from the root. That's how we claim our inheritance in this story. We are a royal priesthood through the King of Kings, through Jesus. Uh, high and lifted up. We are a royal priesthood, a kingdom priesthood. So this passage tells us three things that we are together and only together. We are living stones that come together to form a spiritual house, a house of the Spirit in which spiritual sacrifices can be offered to God in a way that he finds acceptable, a way that he, in which he finds delight. We are living stones. We are God's people, God's people through receiving mercy, the mercy that we see in the gospel through the cross that calls us from darkness into light. And third, we are a royal priesthood, a kingdom priesthood, uh, serving God's purpose now, bringing the needs of those around us to God in prayer and worship and taking uh, the whole message and the delight and the power of the kingdom to those around us through sharing our faith, through serving, through praying for others, through seeking to follow God's calling, to do as John 5.19 teaches us, to do, see what the Father is doing and get involved. It's that we face two ways. We face towards God for those around us and we face from God to, the, to those around us. That's the excitement of being a royal priesthood. So many things in life today we see through the lens of me and I. And when we hear the word you, we think of you, not a, a you that embraces lots of people. This passage is a we are passage. 
we have to see it as something that applies to all of us together, that we are living stones. One living stone is not enough to build a spiritual house that's acceptable to God. We are living stones together. We are God's people together, not God's person. We are God's people together. And we are a royal priesthood together. There is a preciousness and a power and a privilege in belonging to God's people. Sometimes we lose sight of that when something's really wound us up in church or when we've not sung, sung the right song or we've not done the right prayer in the right way. Whatever it is that winds you up, remember this. We are so much greater together than we can ever possibly be apart. You can't be a living stone together. You can't be God's people on your own and you can't be a royal priesthood on your own. We can only do these things together. So remember, we are living stones that form a house of the Spirit in which God dwells. We are God's people together because we have received mercy and we are a royal priesthood. Let's embrace that and let's treasure that privilege. Amen.